Sweat Equity Podcast. Chew. Caleb, you ready? Brr. You feeling it? Brr. We got Matt E. Lee. What's up? In the house. Going to talk a little music, a little nerd knowledge. Uh, feeling good. We got some uh, Sweetwater 420 IPAs kicking. Don't float on the mainstream. I don't know what that means, but that's our slogan. Yeah, we're in the doldrums of the uh, the holiday season. Um, yeah, uh, this we're gonna put this right up. You might have to get your mic closer, Caleb. C- can is, I? Is this good? Oh man, is this good? Yeah, you're gonna have to talk right into. Is it. this? There we go. That's well, a little there bit better. She is. That's hey, why you wear these so yep. you can hear yourself. That would be why. But if you talk right into like where the penis, where the dick hole would be, what the urethra? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Right. Like think like you have a kidney stone, and it's coming out, and you want to see it. If you're the doctor and you'd be that. like, what's my best view? It's with your mouth. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we on? We were on tocoworks.com. We're on iTunes. I think we're on Stitcher. I think we're on a few other uh, other sites that in apps that upload whatever podcasts are on iTunes. Uh, Matt, you got a podcast you want to plug? Yeah, we have a podcast called In Hot Water. Oh, um, yeah. Along with Tom DeGeorge and Joe DeCunto. Um, it's a solid crew. It sounds like made up solid names. crew. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, no, this big foot long and Jodeci and mini horse <laughs> are the, are our podcast names. Okay. That's, that's, your, now, that's your handles. Those are the handles. Now, they, for Xbox now they sound real. Now yeah. they sound real. Is that yeah. for Xbox live or just, uh, oh, just, I the wish. Podcast? just the podcast? No, but there, I mean, it could be branched off into wrestling and or wrestling and many other things. It's from the hot dog party down the street at Crowbar. Oh, yeah. So what's the hot dog obsession? I was trying to figure this out. Uh, kick, him, kick him some knowledge, mini horse. So nine years ago, um, we threw a party at Crowbar. On in, the f- in Tampa, in Ybor City. In Ybor City. We're global with this yes, thing. Yes, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it was <laughs> on the 3rd of July. It was the 3rd of July shenanigans, and a, a bunch of people played it, and it was about America, and what's more American than hot dogs and music and beer. So... That's what we did, and nine years later, it's become pretty crazy. We have a podcast. We had a guy travel from Atlanta last year to win it, like some like mm. national champion. It was pretty gross. Wait, is it like competitive <laughs> eating? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's okay. A, I mean, there's a lot of bands, and it, it's a party, but there is a hot dog eating contest that's the same as Coney Island, but it's like not... It's, it's not regulated. <laughs> no, there's way. waivers. Oh, okay. Ish, but there's. Um, I mean, we're not crushing like eighty dogs. There's no chestnuts, but the guy did put down like almost two dozen last no year. Joey chestnuts. What, for what, those yeah. that aren't aren't yeah, aware, right. I'm, sadly, I know that guy's name. I kind of hate myself. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the time limit on the dogs? Seven minutes. So so twenty four. Uh, I'm not good at math here, but twenty four hot dogs in seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be sick. Yeah, I'd be sick. That's a good clip. Uh, Caleb, I think I think judging by the shirt size you're wearing, that's way too small. Yeah. It looks like an Under Armour with a collar. Uh, yeah, well maybe <laughs> next July you might have we'll, something. We'll be good. Yeah, my uh, my wedding diet actually starts it was supposed to start last week, but I've had Thai food. Let's see, it's Wednesday now. I've had Thai food two nights this week. You can do Thai. You just can't do the, you can't do like the good stuff. You you, do so you can just do chicken. chicken and vegetables with like a little bit of broth. No, I'll pass. That's I'll still just better than most 
like grilled chicken anywhere. I'll just eat some pad thai and I'll be happy about it. I don't need my shirt to fit. I don't. So you're just gonna balloon out? You're just going the other way? Yeah, you're I mean, like it, fuck it? it. It's that. All right. So I, if there's any other fat people listening, you've got those shirts that they fit when you are in a certain position, which is like two percent of the time your shirt fits. So I have to keep my shoulders kind of forward because yeah, yeah. if I sit normal, I I look like I've just got a lot of cleavage. I'm looking to show you. I'm seeing right nip. there. You're seeing nip. I'm seeing nip. From See, where I I'm should at. get paid for this. I feel like I should By be getting paid the, right now. The Nip Company? By the what? Fat Guy Shirt Company? No, dude. I'm giving Mini Horse a free show. Oh, okay. Oh, pay, oh yeah. paid by this. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Come on. Well, I mean, it's not like you're showing a titty. Uh, but <laughs> the thing, I, I know what you're talking about. When the, the you're wearing a short sleeve button down collared shirt, uh, plaid kind of yeah. style shirt. And when it gets too small and you feel like the Hulk in it, yeah. you can't. It's like when you have a jacket that's too small when you rent. Yep. You can't like almost touch your fingers together because it's like I'm gonna rip the back of this yeah. like Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's that's pretty much how I feel 98 percent of the time in this shirt. Uh, why don't so. we just get you like some? It's like me undies. Like. I wanna I wanna like I wanna think that one day this shirt's gonna fit. It's motivational. And I think yeah, and it's almost like it's motivational until I get hungry again, and then I'm like, mm, as bad as I want this shirt to fit, I really want that brisket downstairs. All right. Really want that brisket. Well, we'll 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 shoot a plug to the brisket as well as the uh, podcast, uh, the brisket down at the bricks. Uh, yeah, we really want to thank the bricks for being downstairs. Well, thank you guys. And also, uh, you know, for the spot skate park uh, in Tampa, kind of. Uh, yep. If you if you're a skateboarder, that's that's kind of something a landmark you'd know. That Huge. that's that's oh, yeah. like me doing the cellar. That's like one of those things where. Yep. That's a you getting big done deal. in the cellar mm-hmm. worldwide. It's a big deal in the Cleveland cellar with that weirdo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, where do so, we start, man? Well, hold on. Where can we find um, In Hot Water, the podcast? Where can we go to find that? Uh, iTunes, I think. Is so, yeah, if you spot? search In Hot Water under iTunes, we're there. We're on SoundCloud. Um, but, nice. yeah, iTunes, In Hot Water. There we are. Awesome. The Good only deal. hot dog podcast I know of. Ooh. But it's not even really about hot dogs. What so. a sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are right. we talking kosher? Are we talking uh, we no. talking Dodge Dog. We're, we're the only pure beef podcast out there, so uh, uh, check us out. Well, uh, let's talk uh, music wise. Uh, you're big in the, you're big in the music community here uh, in, in Tampa, and uh, I guess Tampa Bay and Florida as well. Uh, how'd you get into any of that? Is that what like doing music promotion, being a part of events? Do you play? What, What's wh- the deal? Let me let me start with this maybe. Okay. Um, how many bands have you been in? How many bands are you currently in? Because I know there's a couple that are going around right now um, for anyone that's going to be at Ella's Americana Folk Art Cafe on New Year's Eve. Go ahead and get your tickets now. $40. Plugs out the gate. Yeah. Let's do it. Ooh, New I might Year's, go to that. Let's do New it. New Year's, People Blues of Richmond, Poetry and Lotion, John Nowicki doing a set to open up the night. Doesn't get much better than I that. I love People's Blues of Richmond. Oh, They're yeah. fucking They're amazing. Yeah. Uh, They're good. Yeah. Go, my questions were shit. Go with Caleb's. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I started playing music with, I can't, you probably know him, Justin, you probably, you might know Justin as well. Mm -hmm. Um, listening to a bunch of alternative rock. I don't know who I know anymore. (laughs) Like I barely, like just, you meet too many people. If you're playing in bands, you meet so many people. Everybody kind of blends together at some point, you know? This was in when I was at plant. So like 93, 94. Plant high school. Till infinity. Yeah. Till infinity. 90, nice. Souls Mitchell. There we go. Um, Home of uh, Gallagher and Wade Boggs. And Steven Stills. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> and um, started started playing. Bert around. Kreischer. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. yeah. The Bert. machine. Wait, wait, wait. No, the machine. Jesuit. My bad. Oh. That's my alumni. Uh huh. Go ahead. But mm. um, playing there, I played a coffee house that was on Davis Island. That was next to the video store. Oh, oh Red Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some kids were drinking booze at a big gulp, so that lasted about two gigs out of our residency. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then we played the Brass Mug, I think, in like '95. And then I went to college and didn't play for a while. And then I came back and got into to, to promotion. Um, nice. Phil Benito, uh, one of the founders of Broken Mold, who I helped start with um, Sean O'Brien, us three, he had a company called Groove Train where he was booking out of Skipper Smokehouse and doing a lot of jam bands and indie rock and stuff. Nice. And kind of just pounded the streets. I was a street teamer f- with him for a while uh, while I was going to school at HCC. And then kind of just latched on to other other promoters. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, I mean, what? So what's that like? You get out of uh, you're in college. You're in a Hillsborough Community College at, in Tampa. And uh, it, if you sound like I'm like I'm explaining some of this in case people are not in the area, if we're going shorthand on some stuff, yeah, because uh, <laughs> I'm fucking great at this. No, but uh, <laughs> but I'm saying like you you get out. You're in college, and I don't know if you had the same thing I did. Where you're like, well, I'm getting a degree. I'm fucking, I'm part of society. And then you feel part of your life kind of dwindling away when you're passing out flyers. And you're like, I don't know if this is going to amount to anything, but I'm just going to fucking do it. Is that kind of how it was? You tell me. I don't know. My college is a little different because I went to college. I didn't graduate. I went to Florida State. for. I went to UWF, and then I went to Florida State, but I didn't graduate. So I came back, and I was still in school. I, I still didn't graduate. Uh-huh. I had a degree in music composition, and I went to USF. Almost done with it, but I was still in school, but um, still flying, but still acting, acting a chump um, <laughs> while in school and, and doing all that. But um, got into a lot of music in college with being in the South, Weisford Panic. So that's yeah. when I was at Skippers and oh, got yeah. into Phil and all these crunchy jam bands. And then I was like way into music, got out of that, started wanting to promote music, and then finally started playing it in, in bands in uh, 2005 locally here. Yeah, nice. I, I saw a badass picture. I think it was something uh, someone posted it on Facebook where it looked like y'all were jamming out. And I f- forgot you even played because we've been friendly for a while. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Don't have your head up your own ass about doing comedy everywhere. <clears throat> There's other things going on. Uh, how long? How long have you been playing? Like, what? How did you get started in that? That I think that's kind of the interesting thing we try to talk about in the yeah. podcast. Is like, is it something that was innate in you, or you just go, you pointed at it, and you're like, I'm going to do that. Uh, my uncle played guitar. My uncle Steve, and he was really good. And then I also had. I'm listening. I'm getting another beer. I'll take one. And. Um, my uncle had played, and he'd come. Him and my aunt played a lot at like family gatherings, and yeah. I always looked up to that dude. He was real pure beef, um, and he <laughs> kind of got me into it and like taught me a lot of my first songs. I ended up. My mom got me a guitar from. Man, I'm super regional. Thoroughbred, sorry, that's in Tampa as well, and um, they're no longer. But shout out to them, plug. <laughs> and then um, so got a guitar, started playing, you know, the classics, Hendrix, Doors, and all that stuff, yeah, and yeah. then started playing in garages and sucking really bad but that's what you gotta do you gotta get out there and play and have people tell you're bad and you start practicing more and yeah. uh is there a moment in there maybe we're trying to be too nostalgic with it but is there a moment in there where you're playing you're sucking and you're like Mm-mm, i don't know if the band thing is for me 
I don't know if I'm, you know, I want to keep doing this or it's because there's tons oh. of people that just play guitar. I play guitar just to play it. I mean, it's the worst thing I've put in this office was a guitar because yeah. you've come in and been like that oh, guy. Yeah. Something. Everybody comes in that knows a little bit about guitar. <laughs> we had people here on a Friday night after a show and they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, Washburn. OK. And then it's like Neil Diamond. And you're like, Ugh, this is not the vibe. Yeah, we were going for. I like Neil, but not when you do it fucked up. So uh, <laughs> that's the worst thing. I had that in my bedroom. And then like when your boys would come over, it's like. In high school, you're like, God damn it! You're playing Blink 182 on a guitar. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Now get out of here, Caleb. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. All right, that's my time. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Thanks for coming so out. Was there was there a point though? Where I mean, this it, it happens with a lot of people um, where you you know everything kind of turns and changes, and you say, All right, I'm either just gonna play in my room and enjoy it myself, and my family will enjoy it or whatever, or no, I want to go out and I want to you know I want to play this loud and I want to play in front of a bunch of people. Um, you know, and feel something a little bit more. Um, was there a point that came up when you decided to do that, or was it? Did it just kind of roll? You rolled into it, and it just kind of never went away. It was probably when I started playing with Poetry and Lotion for our first show. We played Yeomans and got a really good reception. Never had that as a nice. performer um, on stage playing something like having fun, playing our own stuff. Yeah. What and What year would you say that? Two thousand and six. We're coming up on ten years. So. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that was probably the defining moment where we were like, yeah, let's start a band. You know, this is kind of worth it. You know, let's, they're not, we're not as bad as we think we are. Yeah. And then, uh, and you started getting a lot yeah, of pussy. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck, man, with comedy, you don't get shit. So, like, I was, would get pissed. Like, I heard John Stewart had the best quote, it was like, uh, the worst musician gets more ass than the best comedian. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, no, yeah. no. I, no, I'm not not from personal experience. But uh, let's put it this way. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Uh, let's put it this way. A lot of single chicks do not go to a stand-up show. They're, and if they are, they're the worst. You don't want anything to do with them. They're a bachelorette party. Nice. And that is like, Drunk that puts my boner inside and makes a tail. Like it goes <laughs> backwards mm. and it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it makes a little nub in the back. <laughs> That's how much, like I see a bachelorette party, I'm like, fucking fuck shit this is gonna be shitty like all right just talk to him and get it over with and then you know and then because it's all about them yeah there's not a lot of bachelorette parties that are like we're gonna go see a rock band yeah it's true one time one time one time and at our worst show ever at at push ultra lounge in st pete fucking shocking um terrible we play with tribal style in and we should have not been we played like a classy nightclub we're not a classy band we played you know the hub we play stonies yeah um we're, we're a little classier now we button up but at the time no and these girls are like you're wearing caleb shirts <laughs> yeah <laughs> tight shirts just you know just tight as yeah fuck. they're like they usually fit <laughs> us but that's not in my budget yet all right the shirts that fit all right so we're, we're getting there White we're getting there. shirts <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but yeah still to this day people talk about that show how terrible it was and they're like eh, and they're like oh I don't, I don't think i'm gonna see and there's like my wife's friend they're like yeah, you guys still play? Well, like, I yeah. I will say you, you sure? have to have the bad shows. You have, have to. you can't just if you only just do well or marginally well, it's like it doesn't work. You have to have those shitty shows. Oh, of course. And how much does that make you better than next time around? Because you're like, we're looking out for this. Either we're not doing this venue or we're not doing this kind of day time. Uh, uh, or like if a bachelorette party comes in with a bunch of penis straws, get the fuck out. You're not welcome here. This is not your party. Uh, this is not karaoke because that's what they want to do. 
Uh, is that kind of, did you all learn, what lessons did you learn from that kind of gig? You just learn from your mistakes not to take any, like, sometimes money's not the big idea. It's sometimes that could negatively impact the band and it could have a, you know, we took a few months off after that and it was like not a good look for us to play those places and for that audience, you know, sometimes it's better to play a benefit and turn five people on that could tell 20 people as opposed to have 20 people come in just say play some Britney Spears and we don't and then it's (laughs) we're getting shit thrown at us you're getting shit thrown at you for not playing Britney Spears while gummy dildos yeah thrown at you come on garter (laughs) belts yeah it's it's Anna's it's Anna's bachelorette party okay fucking play it (laughs) bitch like yeah I, I know this feeling yeah yeah it's it's miserable well I know I mean to attest to the uh you know, having those, you'd rather have those five solid people there at New World Brewery, you know, wa- watching watching your show. And maybe it's not the turnout you want, but those are the loyal followers who are going to go and tell 20 more people so that at your Quality next show. Quantity. Yeah, exactly. And I've watched, I mean, you know, uh, through through my brother, who's who's good friends with uh, with with Matty Lee over Love here. Andrew. And uh he he listens. Give, give him a little shout out. He'll shout uh, out, funny. Yeah, Love you, brother. He, he he likes some love every now and then. Um, a funny show. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know, uh, through him, I've kind of grown in in the local music scene a little bit as a as a spectator. Um, I like we all mentioned, I suck at guitar and I won't ever get on a stage. But um, through the shows that I've seen, even even guys who are larger regionally, they'll come in like a a, a David Mayfield parade. They'll come in, and I, I was one of, I kid you not, it might have been six people. Um, Gabby was two. A friend of mine was three. Gabby's your fiancé. And there, Gabby's my fiancé. Mm-hmm. And there were three other people in the crowd, and we're watching. There were, there were as many people on stage as there were in the crowd, so it was a little awkward. Uh, but then we watched him come back a year later, and there were 20 people. And I was like, all right, it's better, but this guy's really good. He deserves, probably deserves more than this. Then I watch him just shut down Tropical Heat Wave at Crowbar. What's that? Um, Tropical Heat Wave is a, uh, a local uh, music festival put on by WMNF 88.5 here in Tampa. Um, a lot of regional talent. Yeah, a lot of, lot of regional talent here. Um, and it's an awesome showcase to, to show people around here what, what kind of um, talent there is. So, um, But I watched him just sh- shut that place down, completely blew the roof off. And it, it just you watch it slowly build and it, it happens, um, you know, it's it can be tough. It can be a grind, but you just keep knocking, knocking on that door and eventually it's either going to open or you're going to bust it down. Um, so to attest to that, the people that, you know, you may not be playing in front of a lot of people, but the ones that are there, they want to be there and they will bring more people next time. I think that, I mean, it's just kind of cool to hear you kind of say, hey, we'd rather have those five people there. You know, they go tell 20 and that's how it all just starts to grow and the buzz kind of gets louder and louder. Yeah, a lot of kids will think you like, you know, I want to play Janice Lynn. I want to play Tampa Theater. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen like that, and you're not going to get your first or your second show there. you got to start out with more grassroots, more organic, and, yep. and build it up and play. you got to play some shit shows. I mean, same with comedy. you gotta, yep. you got to do open mics. you got to do, you know, you got to make the rounds. And you got to build <laughs> build the following. At least with uh, the shit shows with a band, you can at least, like, commiser- commiserate together. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah. You can uh, be bummed out together and yeah. laugh about it. When you start out in comedy, you're you're a fucking alley cat, and you don't have anybody to talk to, 
and you don't have that many friends yet, so like it's a su- fucking suck fest. You still try to like hype it up on social media. You're like, awesome show no, tonight. No, Y'all missed crushed. it. I I will only say like when it's a really fun show, it was really fun, and yeah. I never really hyped anything until like I felt comfortable in my skills on stage. Where when we started touring, that's when I really thought I kind of hit a. When we're doing it, ninety shows in three months. That's when, okay, I'm getting a groove. I'm not. I'm not a headliner by any means, but I was like, I have a solid fucking thirty-five to forty minutes that is crushing wherever wherever we're going mm-hmm. in the country. I'm not there yet, but I feel it and I feel confident enough to push it out there. And I'm sure you had the same thing where you're like, uh, let's get let's get some originals under our belt before we're really like pimping ourselves out. But this is where the this is a good way to kind of transition a little bit into, you know, you're doing you you have to find a job that makes you that gives you the ability. And I did the same thing. I w- that's why I was attracted to all the online work where you can be almost a nomad. Mm-hmm. Where I was working and doing, I'd be doing, I'd be opening for people, but I could work from anywhere I had Wi-Fi. So it didn't matter. I'd be crashing on couches at my buddy Travis's place in Chicago and I'm open it at Zany's for five days, but it takes, you got to get there a day before, you know, leave a day after. So you're really there a whole week. And it's like, it doesn't matter because it doesn't matter where I am for this job. As long as I'm online and I'm hitting it back and I'm getting in touch with everybody and I'm not being a flake. Um, I feel like maybe that might've been the same trajectory kind of th- maybe the same logic as you're going on into like SEO, PP, PPC stuff. <laughs> <laughs> music yeah. music and marketing and promotion I think they're all like pretty much intertwined and it's a lot of the same song and dance as far as what you want to do and getting the messaging out um, and, and yeah all you need is Wi-Fi but when I was doing marketing it's I mean very similar to what you do with paid search what you do with SEO as far as um, kind of just putting out the word having the message know the audience know what people want not being an idiot like putting out good stuff not overflowing them with it. You don't want to spam anybody. Right. But at the same time, you want to put out quality, unique, original stuff. Um, you know, and this applies for everything. So, but yeah, having that and having um, that balance is. Um, yeah, it, it will. It's one of those things where uh, I, I know where you're coming from because I tell people like, look, you have to disassociate yourself from you on stage. So there's a way to like kind of market yourself without feeling like a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look at me. I'm a glory hog, all this stuff. No, it's like, no, I'm good. I want you to come to this stuff. Here, I'm going to make an email blast. And I'm going to have like, we might do some ads. We, we've uh, done Cigar City Comedy uh, Facebook ads. And they've actually done performance-wise in this area that's kind of a laggard area. It's done really well. Uh, and it, we show video. Hey, there's talent in this area you guys got to come out and see us kind of thing. I, I don't know if y'all did anything similar to that or if those, or if there's a gap between like really taking music seriously and doing the music promotion into kind of getting into that SEO, uh, the online marketing world. Yeah. As far as like video content, that's tough. And, um, but I, I mean, I think all bands should be doing podcasts. They should be doing everything that a regular w- website or company should have. They should have, their footprint on every social media network, every free possible space, SoundCloud, my, not MySpace, it used to be MySpace, Facebook, um, Reverb Nations, you know, just there's everything. Google Plus, do every, you want to have, is you want to have your name on every single page as the top first three pages of Google. 
is my rules to have, mm. you know, just touch points everywhere. And if you don't have that, have blogs, have Tumblr, you know, tweeting everything, man. How'd you get from music promotion and playing to learning how to do SEO and, and pay-per-click and all that stuff? Because I think I skipped over that gap asking you about that because yeah. that I had the same thing where I had to just learn on the fly. Yep. Um, and I learned because I saw all the people being successful with it that were dumber than I am. <laughs> And I was like, I can fucking do this. I, You're like, I, really? Jeff's doing this? Are you serious? Uh, fucking Jeff? Paul? He's not listening. Jeez. He won't listen. Uh, but I'm saying, like, my thing is, like, I always had a good math brain, so I was like, oh, okay, I can figure this out. It, it just takes a little patience. I have to sit there and watch YouTube videos after YouTube videos, kind of figure it out, and then pepper in some advice from someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, like, you could literally learn how to be Google uh, AdWords certified if you just sat there yeah. and just watched the classes and did the stuff they tell you to yeah, and no one does it. Yeah. And it's like the, to be, what, what's a good, uh, what do you think a, like an average salary for someone that's certified? I mean, it's, it's up there. Depending on the market. Let's say um, entry level. Let's say, entry level. let's say you're a kid out of high school or out of high school or college, but you're Google AdWords certified and you're looking for, and some company needs you. At least a fifty grand starting. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was because it's so yeah. fucking important. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. especially if you're a, a business where people have to search to find you. Yeah, and it's it's a market that's not going to go away. And um, you know, unf I w I got into the gig kind of got thrust into it. I was running the valet at Malio's, a famous restaurant in Tampa, Florida. Old school mafia style. Mafioso. Mm -hmm. I like how you're explaining the stuff now. It's good. And um, <laughs> I got it, Caleb. And uh, <laughs> uh, they went out of business. They told us on Wednesday we were going to get let go on Saturday. And I went to uh, a restaurant, ran into an old friend who had a, a new startup. Um, this was 2005. It was a really small company, maybe six of us, um, doing a lot of lead gen stuff. So back then it was a lot of insurance, a lot of real estate, a lot of moving. Mm -hmm. um, we're buying leads. So at that time, SEO was huge. Um, so I had no idea what I was doing, but I just went in there and, you know, just learned by mistakes, you know, just like going, don't play shows with bachelorette parties, go and play or go into this job and just learn from your mistakes. I learned keywords. I learned how to do right meta, you know, all this stuff. Right. And you just, you know, and, you know, you'll learn it. You just got to do it and you got to put it in the time um, and just be cognizant and, and know what's going on out there. But. I don't really think there's a book. I've never taken one class. I read a lot of blogs. Sure. But yeah, you know, I'm the a music information's main, out yeah. there. And no, that's it's what's there. crazy, no, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I feel, you know, a lot of times in, in my own experience as well, you know, I, I came to a point in the road where I wanted to go to go to grad school and, and get a master's degree. And I got talked out of it uh, by someone who was, who was really high up and who I really respected. Rich. I was, I was yes, rich, rich buddy. Uh, got got to give Rich a shout out in case he does decide to listen one day. Mm -hmm. What's up, Dad? Love you. Um, Love you too, Dad. <laughs> and uh, so, someone who I, I I really put in high regards, and uh, and he said, "Why why are you going to go get? What do you want to get out of a master's degree?" I said, "Well, I want the recognition, and you can make more money." And he said, "Okay, you're going to spend a few years learning about stuff you already know, and you're going to miss out on a million opportunities." To fail, succeed, fail, succeed, fail, succeed, and that is where you learn. Yeah. And I didn't go to grad school. I, you know, I ended up, you know, not not going that route. And I got amazing experience within the next two years of my life in that exact industry that I wanted to go to, 
you know, to graduate school for. Um, so I, I, you know, I just, I feel like, like you said, never took a class on it, you know, but you had the will to, to get up and not be scared to go in there and be like, this is what I want to be doing. This is what I want to learn about. So I'm just going to go and learn about it while I'm, while I'm working, while I'm on the job. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think there's uh, a lot of people out there who have a misconception like I did that, man, I need, I need to go to, I need to go to grad school. I need to get some big fancy degree in this. And no, you need to get the experience. You need to go in there. You need to fall on your face. You need to, hopefully you've got someone behind you to, to help pick you back up. But if you don't pick yourself back up and figure out where you went wrong and and then go from there. And that's how you're going to make leaps and bounds. You're going to get in front of other people. You're going to surpass other people. Um, and you're going to end up, you know, like, like Maddie Lee moving on to the, onto the big city here pretty soon. So yeah, (laughs) just like that. You got to get your <laughs> just like that's how it happens, kids. You got to get your dick knocked in the dirt and you got to be like, fuck. All right. I got to figure this out. And I think that that having the grit, I think, is the yeah. most important thing. Uh, I was telling Matt before we started, we hired an intern and he's goof dick. Uh, he's he's goofy <laughs> as fuck. That's, a, that's his. Is that his middle name? It's uh, it's Ryan Goof Dick Hoppy. That's what I got. Nice. Dick. Awesome. But there is something to him. He has a passion for doing radio and podcasting. And I, I mm. see that, and I, I, I can see that passion for it, and he's figured it out. He's 22, all right? He's mm-hmm. goofy as shit. He's got no professional kind of um, instincts yet. Yeah. But uh, you hire on character and train on skill. So it's the same way. He, he trialed and errored hard, but he did it fast. And I think that's one regret I had as well is like, I went to, I did grad school for a year and burned out because I was trying to do grad school, working a 50 to 60 hour a week job, the one that I was mobile with and doing stand up, And I was just doing it basically for that backup plan. Mm-hmm. It was right in the recession where it's like, oh shit, everybody's going back to school. Uh, I should probably do that because your bachelor degree basically is a high school degree at this point. Mm-hmm. got devalued. Yeah. And then so your grad school is basically like a bachelor's degree. And then you get a PhD, and that's like a legit grad school thing. But I, I learned a lot in a year I did it. That's the way I see it, at least. I, I learned a lot in that year I did it. But once I burned out, I was really mad. And then I was like, fuck it. I don't need it. Like, it doesn't – I'll make my own way. It doesn't matter. I, I don't think I have the personality to be able to hang out in a corporate environment that w- would respect some kind of resume builder. I Then the next four years is just working your ass off. Yeah. And not and Caleb knows because he's been yeah. we're, we've been friends for a while and you see like all right I'll see you later I'm gonna go wake up and go do this <laughs> thing in the morning that <laughs> makes no sense and makes no money yep. uh, but I know it'll be better you know and those kind of things is that how you went about it how you I don't even know how we got from to here but from the promotion the playing part you were uh, a waiter and then a valet cut, a, a valet oh. All right, even better. Law wasn't listening. Uh, did you say valet? I was about yeah. I, I might have been writing re- something down. Rewind the tape. Um, <laughs> we don't have Shots the, fire. We don't have those skills here. Uh, I like bringing in their podcast and ours. I don't think I specified what position. I yeah. said I worked that Molly. Okay. No, I, no. He he. I assume waiter because you speak English. Sta- everyone needs to stand corrected. He said valet. Okay. The guy said valet. All right, that's my bad. I'm writing notes over here on the side. I got to write tags. We got to get our own meta. Every time we do our, our podcast episode. Nice. Um, so, but did you see any of that in, in where you were? You know, it, it's, uh, what was it? Two, we're at 2005. Okay, I was going to say 06. 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, around here, probably not a ton of startups going on. So to no. be in a 
to be in a startup you know based business back then is probably a little different they're probably hiring a little more outside the box uh at the time than other companies are yeah were most of the people working there you know in the same boat as you where hey i'm i'm here to get experience i'm here to you know bust my ass learn what i can learn and move up or did you see people saying oh i've got this degree and i'm going to go get this degree now and i'm going to get my masters and i'm going to be more prolific in this and that or was it Hey, let's let's work on the experience here. What what was it like? I would say it'd probably be 60-40, 60% having marketing, business, finance degrees and the okay. rest 40 being people like me at just music degrees or mm-hmm. just just in there. Yeah. But, you know, I as bad as it sounds, man, I think it kind of having a degree these days is a little bit useless and it's it's a, a, a I know so many people are paying back student loans and they're not even using their yeah. degree and it's, you know, it, it's much more beneficial i would think to be an intern and to just get your hands dirty and work at a company and work your way up as opposed to being thirty thousand in the hole for mm-hmm. something you potentially might not even like five roads five years down the road yeah and um I'd, like, I'd be interested to see a statistic um and maybe we should know this since we're hosting a podcast but um a statistic on how many people work within the realm of their degree oh, or their not, field of study. It's not high. No, no, I, I mean, I'm sure it's not. The correlation's really low. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy. I was going to say, like, do, and do you remember how fucking dumb you were at 20 and 21? Yeah. Who fucking yeah. knows what you want to do? Maybe, yeah. Like, I knew I liked business, but I didn't know what direction. And I'm glad that we had an entrepreneurship program, but I just did it because I, I didn't like any of the other business sides. I took finance classes, accounting. I was like, fuck this shit well, and uh, i think back when we were we were in college and uh you know law and matter a little bit older than i am but not not by too much um only by our hairline <laughs> well played what <laughs> look i look like nicholas cage <laughs> these days it's it's pretty rough that was a good one yeah um i i think back then at least for me when i heard business degree you got a degree to go work for a company it wasn't business degree so you could you know, kill what you eat yeah. or eat what you kill and put food on your table from making your own business and making your own money. It was have you making money for someone else. They pay you less and you're happy with it. Um, so it, it was I think it was a little bit now. I think a lot of people in college do go into to, you know, business school and to get their business degree and MBAs and with their own self in mind, with their own interest in mind. I think a lot of that has to do with how college classes has been introduced to high school as well. I mean, even when I was yeah. there, you could take, I, I did all my English classes in the nineties and I think you yeah. can kind of get a good feel for kind of what field or what, what passion you have through those classes. But without getting your hands dirty and like actually working and doing the work, I don't think you'll ever know mm-hmm. without, you know, what you, what you're, what you're really passionate for. What, yeah. Were you, cause you're a smart dude. And I, I, I feel like I have good street smart, more than book and it i feel like uh did you get the you have potential growing up but didn't make good grades or did you did you make good grades no did, did you, you not have, even have potential growing up not they ever say me, <laughs> me and andrew have made about the same grades <laughs> <laughs> that sums a lot that answers a lot of questions in my own head so that's andrew good. was good in college though he crushed it yeah 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 um, he, he came on quick he came C's, on quick. C's get degrees man that's that's, that's where right. i came from yeah yeah uh so what's uh, so I guess I don't know if you have anything else at this juncture in your life we're talking about, but I was going to say, what are you looking to do the next couple of steps in your life? Like what's, what's uh, it sounds like you might be making big moves. Um, 
I'll let you explain it, but what what's going on? What what do you want to do the next couple of years? So I've been uh, recently been working doing Google shopping. So that is a segment of PPC, but it is just the Google images. It's their their answer to Amazon ads. So if you're looking for, um, you know, if you're looking for Waterloo. You see that you you see not the text ads, but you see the image, and then you see the price tag below nice that. Play. That's what I do. <laughs> um, we also do that for comparison shopping engines. It's based on a data feed, but it's it's all based around a feed. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I've been doing that for since 2012. It's very nice. niche. I had the opportunity when I came back to this company to either take a paid search role or to take this new opportunity which was called frugal at the time it was it was a free offering from google um mm. since then it's a paid offering now amazon is shut down in october and now huh. it's 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 a really big part of google it's it went from being 15 to 20 percent of their spend from uh last q last quarter um now it's up to like 25 to 45 percent of their wow. spend it's Ooh. huge so that's enormous yeah I, I made the right gamble to get into this field in this vertical and i've owned it and i grew this channel from six accounts to 50 accounts in a few years that's fucking awesome wow man. and um i got a great opportunity up north uh for a company called mediacom where i'll be doing the same position but just with larger larger um reach i think my buddy works there i might have to we might have to figure that out but uh, the, old, the old buddy line uh hey, i got a buddy in new york one of my best friends a groomsman of mine uh but i think um well let me ask you this what about pinterest i i've been this is my philosophy do you pin a lot i think pinterest is going to be it's going to be second to facebook in the sense that their ads correlate so well because it, the market research is a better correlation than anything else out there. Even better than Instagram, because it's all visual. But what women pin to their board, yeah. they will most likely buy that or a shittier version of that. So it's like you can give three options. I think they're going to fucking annihilate yeah. the e-commerce kind of um, social media to e-commerce kind of platform. What do you think? Once they figure it out, they're going to crush. And there's a few copycats out there that I work with um, called Polyvore and Stylite. It's pretty much the same thing. It's the same model. The same as Pinterest? Yeah, okay. pretty much the okay. same model. It's not as robust as Pinterest, and it's not a good, not the best user experience, but you can actually, it's more of an e-commerce platform for them, but the look is just like yeah. Pinterest, Ver where you can kind vertical of- Vertical images, too? Yes, and mm -hmm. you can like make your own wardrobe out of, I don't know what the hell they do, or make- <laughs> Make a um f like a no, backyard I, set or something. No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. My friend had an idea for this. She was my friend at Facebook, and she had an idea called like uh, Lookbook. I don't think she'll kill me for this. Uh, and she's at Instagram now, but she had an idea. Let's take that virtual world. Let's see if you can design fashion ideas. Almost, and I was like, you mean like Clueless? You know the movie, <laughs> like in 1995. Where she's like, like just like Clueless. <laughs> she was like. Yeah, actually, it's kind of like that. And I was like, I hate that I've seen that movie so many times. But, I mean, that's exactly what she was talking about. Let's put an outfit together. That's what Clueless was. It was out of your mind crazy in 95. But we're at that area now where, like, you could literally get a picture of yourself and put this shit on to look like it fit you. And so I think Pinterest is... I think I need that. And it sounds like that might have been the niche off of Pinterest. Because what we're seeing now is so many things is like, all right, there's a great idea like Pinterest. It's a great idea. Uh, it's heavily it's heavily catered to women in America and European men started getting on there because yeah. they're creeps. 
Just uh, they wear man purses. Well, I mean, tight shirts. Yeah, yeah <laughs> black <laughs> jeans if you're Spaniard. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and so, uh, what I'm saying is like, but I read a stat that was like 88 percent of what women pin to their board they will buy. And it's like wow. that is a fucking. Yeah, if you had insane. an R squared correlation chart. Yeah. That thing would be, yeah. it's 88%. That's yeah. insane. There's no type of conversion rate like that anywhere. So you hover over. I, I think it's eventually going to get to the point where it hovers over, and then you're going to have like three options of what that thing is. But it could be a picture of like Kim Kardashian wearing whatever, and then you have the, s- the fake. Dude, we're going to get there. So don't like. Does Kim have, have to be involved? I'm, I'm giving the worst example for you I guys. Think, I think Rob should be involved. Oh yeah, you yeah, still he's making a, a comeback. Rob, he's yeah. making a comeback, dude. <laughs> How's he doing? I just hope Rob ends Rob up update. good. I I hope he ends up good with the weight I'm loss. I'm gonna man. get a beer while you uh, take, talk yeah, about Rob. Can I have I, one? I let's need not, one if I'm talking about Rob. Let's not all leave because I don't really have a Rob update. I just hope he's doing well. Is all I'm trying to say, man. I haven't seen him in a long time. I haven't looked well, I, in a while. Well, how's but the sock line? And the guy that does socks. is he with stance? Is he with stance socks? I don't let know. Me, but let me. You know what? We have internet in the Toco Works uh, headquarters, and I'm going to look this up. I I do run ads for Stance Star Wars socks that are, are available on Tillys.com. Dude, this isn't all about plugs. All right, <laughs> this isn't this isn't edit a plug, this isn't a plug cast. Okay, uh, we don't edit. If anybody's listening to this, we don't edit. Uh, what, so, all right, I I take that back. He is not with Stance socks. He's with yeah, Arthur Stance George. Is Socks. So a sock uh, line, get it together. Dude, I'm just saying, if my, however many sisters were super hot and super rich, the last thing I would do and think of would be like socks, socks, right? Like that. It just doesn't seem. I don't get it. I don't connect the dots there. But is it his company? Yeah, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Maybe I, he's got a piece of the action. He like does something for him, but he's like trying. I just hope the guy loses weight. Is all I'm saying. I don't even know who this guy is. I don't really even wear socks, so I'm not really into the sock part. I just hope he's doing all right. You're fucking gross. That grosses me out. Uh, so Pinterest. Pinterest. <laughs> what do you think about that? I think I think that's gonna be second to. Fa- I th- I think Facebook's actually phasing out. out. Uh, really? You think so? I've read I, a bunch of Pew studies that say the opposite. Actually, th- I think for our our age group, it's gonna be phasing. But for older people, they love it. Right. They go, Bananas. Guess yeah. who has more money? Yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, well. yeah, true. Uh, that's that's my that's always my case when everyone's like, "Well, Facebook's dying," and it's like, "Yeah, but younger kids still have it because it's almost like I see it as a hub. Everything they might not use it nearly as much as Snapchat or Instagram, but I think it is the hub. Everything else is a spoke at this point. Yep. I feel like Pinterest, and here's where it kind of came all full circle. Uh, we're looking at the house we we're buying. And we wanted to make some work order changes to the kitchen. My wife is, all she's doing is giving them, here's what I want it to look like from Pinterest. Not even like trying yeah. to find the, the link to, yeah. it's like, fuck it, I don't care. And they were like, okay, that's fine. And we made it look like that. Yep. And I was like, fuck, that, that's when it really clicked. And when I read the, all this studies and all this stuff and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, every chick uses this. Guess who buys a lot of the stuff for a household? Yeah. Women. Um, well, I'm in the middle of planning a wedding and every single aspect of the, you know, visually of the wedding uh, from flowers to lighting to, you know, decor and what kind of chairs we're going to have. And if there's going to be ribbons on the chairs and just everything, it just it's from Pinterest. Oh, the chairs. man! It's all from the Pinterest. chair fucking rentals. What a goddamn. Stand. I don't know that Racket. we may just have people stand 
We thought it might be a BYOC, bring your own chair wedding. That's what we did. Yeah. That's what we kind of did. Yeah. We were like, uh, there's going to be like 10 chairs. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to recommend where to buy your chair from. We're going to cut a deal with them, and we're going to get commission on every chair sold. I'm going to get like that So we're going to make money chair. from you coming to our wedding. <laughs> uh, Thanks, what, players. I, I need to give you a thank you card before you leave, so I don't have to really write one. Mm-hmm. So back on the Pinterest, I think that why it's going to do so well is that everybody is staring at their phones. Every, it's we're on, every, Mobile is ruling everything, and everybody needs to see pictures. You really can't see text ads. You can't really can't see much anymore as SEO. It's, it has to be visual. It has to be in front of you. It has to be something that can fit on a, a smartphone. Mm-hmm. And um, Pinterest is right there, and they're doing an amazing job with it. I think Instagram is also right there behind them, but not as far e-commerce. I don't think they're doing, they're doing a little bit of sponsored ads. I don't know how well they're doing yet, but they're, I, I, I listened to the last podcast. They're, they're a lot more trepidatious and they want to test it before they run it. As opposed Is that to what the, I said? The uh-huh. Facebook model. <laughs> Facebook just likes to test everything. Yeah. 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 Throw shit against the wall. That's what I like. Uh, and I think everyone found that out early. Like I remember when I was in college and you, Facebook comes out and you're like, man, I really like uh, this. And like, they're coming out with a new Facebook and like the yeah. war, you would have thought the world, was gonna like literally like implode and but now and i think they learned instead of doing it that way making a big announcement we're gonna change the way facebook is they'll put something on thing on thing on there on there for some sort of feature and it's gone the next morning or like within two hours yeah they'll test it yes and and it's the trending thing was interesting because they basically they tried twitter in that yeah and it's done it's done marginally well. I'd say yeah. it's done better than I thought it was going to do. And it pisses me off that I have to read. I try to I try to uh. quality control mine, uh. and I literally delete every celebrity uh, article because I'm like, well, this is going to be my feed. It's going to be the feed. Yeah. I want more tech stuff, and I want mm-hmm. more like space, and I want more sports. And like, I don't want sports, ESPN sports. Well, but even, even then, uh, when you're <laughs> – I mean, when when it's like graduation season, you know, it's like the end of May and every it, all your feed is are people who are graduating because that's what gets the most likes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the stage of my life where everyone's getting engaged and married. So that's all my news feed is. And it's like I like I get it. I'm doing it, too. But like, I don't care about your engagement and your mm. wedding and. Like, no, I, fa- I mean, law, not yours, no, dude. No, I got, no, no, no. I, got I don't mean that. I got a sidebar. Uh I was talking about this on stage the other night. Uh, my favorite uh, Facebook post now are the the like older guys, probably like mid, like late thirties to early fifties, that are clearly trying to get uh, pussy from their wife, and by writing like, seventeen years ago I met the most beautiful woman <laughs> in my oh life. My like, God. You would never ever hear him say that ever, ever, ever. Uh. And if you're at some Buffalo Wild Wings with him, he would never fucking ever talk about it. But he's like, he probably wouldn't even say it to her in like in I their know, room, in like, bed. Yeah, because he doesn't have to because she can't see his face. Yeah. But he's like, either he's <laughs> oh, about so to get divorced because he got <laughs> fucked up, or he's trying to get some pussy and it's near their anniversary. So I just think that's a fun. If you watch that game, that's the game to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's great. Anytime you have something serious it's to say, I, I'm I'm always just like, don't look at me. I want to be serious for a second. Like, don't uh-huh. you can't you can't look at me. I'm gonna be vulnerable. All right, don't look, don't look. Here we go. So. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we do. I'm like, can you turn the lights out real quick? I want to get, I want to get real. I want to talk to you real quick. I'm gonna put yeah. this halo mask on. And talk <laughs> to you about this, but you can't look at me. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna put all that on Facebook and you're gonna bring a girl flowers on Valentine's Day and anniversary, you're doing something wrong. 
That's, yeah, that's yeah. All there he is. That's that's that's. It's that's too obvious. Beef. You can find Come him at, at Mini Horse on Instagram <laughs> at Mini Horse. Yeah, and H- Twitter. Hate on him on all, all those things. Uh, anything you want to talk about? We're we're getting that that fifty minute mark. I try to keep it under an hour. Uh, we'll have you on again whenever you come back in town. Uh, anything, anything interesting you that you've been seeing lately that's like, hey, this is something I haven't been able to talk about. I think the Pinterest stuff for me, that's that's what I've been kind of anecdotally kind of like throwing around. Like, hey, what do you think about this? And chicks are like, oh my god, yeah, I would. Fu- that would be amazing if they had like you could just hover and you could pick out whatever you're gonna do. Like. Uh, what's the dress one? The dress rental company? Don't know it. Uh, you lost me when you said girls that hover. Yeah. Well, guys. Well, as someone who's in e-commerce, you should know. I mean, a lot more chicks are buying a lot of stuff. They don't buy the high-ticket items as guys do online, like cars and stuff, because that makes up a lot of that makes up a lot of that. But I'm saying, like, the smaller items under a thousand dollars, I think it's a lot of female buyers. Am I right? Am I? Oh yeah, no, that's no, the demographic. Our households like male and female buyers under ten dollars. <laughs> more, of, I don't know where the thousand dollar. You're more of mark an offer up family. <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm. I live south of Gandy now, so we're we're no longer in the apartment on the island. So our purchases, we're like, nah, we're gonna we're gonna play our role here. For those that aren't that's in, in Tampa, area, Florida. Yeah, that's in Tampa, and that's well, like, well, you know, part of the ghetto. You know what? Don't listen to this show unless you've gentrified. got your map out. All right. <laughs> Rule number one: get a map before you listen. Jesus okay? Christ. Okay. <laughs> a map of Tampa. Yeah. So I want to I want to I want to ask Matt uh, Maddie Lee a question here. Um, he was recently part of, and we're gonna get super regional here, guys. Sorry if you're in LA and you don't want to hear it. The show's over for you. Turn it off, man. They're, they've got podcasts going on in their own. Head. You've you've got other things to do today, anyways. Um, but I want to know. You got recently asked to be in a in a really cool um, concert um, that was put on by the uh, the good folks over at Broken Mold uh, Entertainment, and uh, it was an awesome show. As someone who likes uh, the regional music scene, I go to as many shows as I possibly can. Um, we we did a uh, or they you did a rendition of the last waltz um which is a uh, a legendary um concert put on by uh, by the band um back in the 76 yeah, yeah 76 30 um, anniversary next year yeah wink wink yeah there we go there, there may be some 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 fireworks ahead of us um you got asked to be maybe garth hudson the 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 keyboardist the uh Richard Manuel. Rich, Close. Okay. That's the other guy. Okay. But yeah. Same same thing. Same yeah. thing. Same thing. Blew it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So, there's two keyboardists and they're both sketchy looking and I'm yeah. sketchy, so yeah. yeah. What yeah. was what was what was that like? Can you tell us a little bit of I know we gave that show or I gave that show a shout out yeah, on one nice of our, mo- our, our recent podcasts and it was it was such a good time, but to hear from somebody who was in it, what was that like for you? Um pretty pretty it was the most fun i've ever had on stage i'm pretty sure yeah pretty sure um it's such a fucking cool idea man i yeah. thought that was such a great idea yeah uh, I, i'm pissed i didn't go to it's it. it's one of those things when you'll you see hear- it on the dvd's coming out in a oh week or really two. yeah they filmed with five cameras wait a minute i saw Sound them there board, yeah Would i thought watch? that was just some guy who's like i want to remember this no but everyone wanted to remember it's it ryan siebold he's got the a guy red, he's got a red camera and you're like He's just he's he's got a bo- he's got booms and shit. And he's like this no. guy is really liking this home video. <laughs> no, this guy's into this. This is legit. They're they're That's saying awesome. it's shot better than the original, which 
I'll leave that to the viewer. But uh, uh, dude, <laughs> I mean, it has to be. It I was mean, in '76. There is there is a lot of um, extracurriculars in the original recording. But yeah, back to that. Um, it was shout out Neil Young. It was mind blowing. Um, from the rehearsals all the way to the performance, um, became good friends with those guys. I've been playing with them for eight years, not I, with them, but yeah. playing who alongside uh, Have Gun it? Will Travel. Yeah. So the Have Gun Will Travel boys. Um, and for those of you, those of you who have stuck around to listen to this part of the podcast, go check out Have Gun Will Travel. They're they're a regional band the down best. here in uh, down here in Florida. They're from Bradenton. Um, and they come up here over to, to over to our side of the woods in Tampa and play quite a bit, and it's always a treat, man. They always blow the roof off the place. They've gained a really, really strong following the last few years. The new record's um, amazing. Yeah, they're a really good. I don't know if they'd kill me for calling them Americana, Americana no, rock. No, they are. Um, but they are extremely good at what they do. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a treat, man. I remember, uh, you know, just watching that show, and it's it's one of those things you hear where you hear the rumblings of it, and as soon as you hear, you know, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to redo the last waltz with some regional music and some regional talent. And you just sit back and you're like, how is that? that hasn't been done yet. Yeah. And then you're just excited because it's good. It's it's uh, it's it's happening. What's, what's so weird about it is like I saw that shit, that DVD like in college. I never like put it in myself like I never owned it. I've probably seen that thing 20 times. It was. It would either be on the background. Yep. Well, it's a big. A it's a big like fraternity. Um, a, you know, a southern type type deal with the fraternities. Levon Helm gets a big. Yeah. Rest in peace, Levon, man. Yeah. Love for Levon, but uh, it's one of those things where I saw it from some buddies and they got it from their fraternity brothers and they're like, "This is what we always used to watch when we get fucked up," and I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'll watch it. I'll get hammered, whatever." And you watch it and you're like. This is the shit my parents used to listen to in the car on the way to Orlando, but now it's cool, and now it like it means something different, and it, it sounds different all of a sudden because you're older and you're having these positive experiences with with this music, and so I just I kind of fell in love with it, and I remember going to my mom being like, "Hey, you'd love this DVD we watched the other night. We were drinking some beers, and uh, it was the last waltz. You, you'd probably like it." And she's like, "Yeah, I've got it right yeah, over there on bed, VHS." Caleb. I'm like. Oh, cool. See you. So I'll just sit outside now. You're a dildo of a son. Get I'm gonna I'm gonna go ride my bike. You can call me on the streetlights. Come on, I'll be home. But uh, and and it's just this music and music that you latch onto. If you don't know the band and you haven't seen the last waltz, just do yourself a favor. Dive into that head first. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I've asked you a question and I've pretty much talked the whole time. So uh, I mean, what was some of the moments from that? I mean, you're what what were some of your favorite? Me. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what were uh, what were some of your favorite moments from from that show, man? Does something stand out more than uh, more than the others? Mark Etherington as Neil Young doing Helpless. Yeah, that was that awesome. was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, even yeah. when we did the rehearsal, like he did it the first time, the first time we ever did it, and like you could hear a pin drop, and everybody's like freaking out. Yeah. And, and um, he's a super talented. He goes by yeah. Red, Red Feathers. Red Feathers, his, his Mountain solo Holler. Act. He's Mountain also Holler. in Set and Setting. Um, they're yeah. a huge band um, out of St. Petersburg, Florida. And um, then uh, Coyote with uh, Shea Krapinski. Yeah. Uh, she did the Joni Mitchell song. And then, of course, Thomas Wynn doing Caravan, <laughs> which is my favorite on the album. But yeah. we we did that song one time that day. That We did one run-through of it. So that time you saw it was the second time we ever did it. And it was... I mean, I blacked out several times, and I had maybe a beer. It was as a pure, wow. sober, yeah. religious like blackout experience. My friends were it. asking me what they're like, what's 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 Matt on? And I'm like, nothing, <laughs> just pure 
pure love right now, brother. That, that kind of stuff <laughs> just doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. And, and I think no. you can play in a band. I mean, you in, in uh, you know, in, in some of the bands that you're in. I mean, it's in Florida Night Heat, especially you guys. You, you guys turn it up all the time, and uh, it's more of an instrumental type yep. deal with with yep. Florida Night Heat. Um, but you guys really crank it up and it's easy to kind of get lost in that kind of music and have those experiences. But I feel like there's something else that kind of, kind of takes place when you realize this isn't the norm. Like I'm not going to be on stage with all these people. And even if they do the show again, um, it probably won't be no. all of the exact same people. You know, I could too, see the lineup rotating. Fucking nightmare, I'm sure. Yeah. It already was. Yeah, yeah so, it was. so it's kind of like you you know, and that maybe that's why it helps I, take you to that place. Can I throw out a, a suggestion? Yeah. Uh, even if you can't do the next one or like uh, you, you all still do one, but there might be a good cover. Can we uh, maybe throw out a little Spinal Tap? Oh, wow. That would be pretty solid. Hmm. I mean, think about it. No, think. that's that's right. that uh, is great. When I thought about the last waltz, I thought about this for, uh, after the show. I Big missed bottom. it. We talked about it a lot. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good st- Spinal Tap, like just uh, you could fucking make it make it rain with awesomeness. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's a great idea. And I don't think it would be hard to do. No, especially people wise, where yeah. you don't have to get as many guys. Yeah, well, and and I hope I hope now. Um, you know, the Broken Mold Entertainment went ahead. They did this show. They saw the the overwhelming response. Obviously, we hope there's going to be more uh, Last Waltz shows, you know, wink, wink, 30th anniversary coming up, like you said. Um, but hopefully we might delve into a little more of of kind of those awesome concert DVDs that everybody's popped in, you know, on this Friday night. So, like, I'm not going to go out. I'm going to crack some really good beers or some really good drinks um, or whatever you partake in. And I'm going to watch this thing from start to finish and just kind of howl at the moon. That's what I call like the howl at the moon kind of nights where you're drunk by yourself or a couple <laughs> friends and you, you, you I get, gonna, you, I was going to say pink Floyd. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're just those nights where you, you there it's music that you've had really good experiences with and mm-hmm. you're just kind of, you, you take the time to hang out, you know, like I said, close group of friends or by yourself and play them from start to finish. And, uh, you work up a strong buzz and then some, and, uh, you just enjoy the music, and I think when that comes to life on stage, um, I know you know I didn't I didn't black out from from catching the Holy Spirit or anything, but uh, but I was close, man. I, I felt a, a lot of that up there, and just looking around at everybody singing along, having a, a, a kick ass time, and feeding off yeah. you guys on stage was just like man. This I remember looking at my brother and being like, this this will probably never happen again, no. and that made it when I realized that it kind of went up a notch and took it to a little bit of a higher level. So, um, so yeah, we, I've rambled on about that. Didn't let you talk too much, but I wanted to say thanks for that. Cause that was an awesome yeah, night. Oh, so hopefully you. there's a little more to come with that. So yeah, yeah it, it's, it's like we talked about with a lot of stuff. Like, uh, we're all, all three of us are really busy and we do a lot of shit for free. And I'm assuming you didn't get paid. If you got paid anything, you didn't get paid much for that, but it's the experience of doing it. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't know what this is going to do for me instantly, but I know later down the line that I'm going to get a lot out of this. Yeah. And you end up getting almost like a religious experience. And I get it. I've had it on stage doing stand-up. Like, you almost, I almost white out sometimes if I get in a rant. It's probably more because I don't breathe, but I totally understand. Like, I will be on a rant and just like nice. it's fucking it's, – it's reeling. You're hitting it. You're going. You're fucking nailing. Where am I? Yeah, and then like – Fuck! I gotta take a minute and breathe. Like I and I totally understand yeah. that. So, 
uh, where you're like, if I could bottle this up and sell it, as uh, my friend Brendan T. Gleason says, oh. I'd fucking be a billionaire. And so, love that guy too. <laughs> he's he's good people. He he might be uh, he might be coming in uh, to be able to do this podcast. I, 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 I already strong. got I already got the confirmation uh, confirmation text. Okay. What about the last guest I heard about? Have any updates on that? Uh, I'm sorry. Once one one Walker one, one professional. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. There there's not an update coach? on that. Um, we will uh, we'll update oh, as we we'll, up, we'll update as we go Old along, JM. and uh, we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of check that out. Man, so it's we'll, ha- we'll try to make that happen here. I'm gonna have to go fucking stalk him. I think that's what's gonna happen. I don't We're know coming that, for you, Joe. I don't know that that's gonna get it done. We're talking about Joe Madden. If anybody has yeah. listened last episode, uh, yeah. Uh, and you know what? You don't deserve to know who we're talking about if you haven't listened to the past episodes. Getting aggressive now. Yeah. It's transferred to anger. I'm two beers deep. Okay. You yeah. need to go back there's and learn third, something. There's a third one open. Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, I think we got to close it out on yeah. that. Um, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Whenever you come back in town, you're more than welcome. Let's get on the, the mics and maybe we'll get some of the, <laughs> the hot dog water. Uh, yes. On here. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. We can do a little cross, cross, no, uh, that, cross pod. That would be great. Everybody, if you can. Um, uh, share this episode if you like it. Go on, uh, go on Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media platforms. Um, share it, spread the word, um, and also go check out our brothers over at In Hot Water. Um, find them on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, where else can they find you guys? And you can find the whole In Hot, In Hot Water crew at Crowbar on January second with the Dugans, also known as Have Gun Will Travel, mm. for our uh, me and Fiona's going away party at Crowbar. Everybody's invited. We'll be there. We'll, we'll in uh, the world. And we'll post this next Tuesday, so it'll get <laughs> up just in time for it to get out there and Perfect. get to the world. Uh, happy holidays. Don't drink and drive. Take an Uber. Don't be a fucking idiot.